have it, say amen. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in, in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. And Samuel was laid down to sleep. That the Lord called Samuel and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou called me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to, he went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down. And it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called as other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. You may be seated. There are many voices in the world today. I want to thank everyone who sacrificed and came out this morning. I knew you were hearing many voices. <laughs> if if Lord will put up this next scripture, 1 Corinthians 14 and 10. It says, there are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. We want to share with you this morning, or we want to talk about God's voice. God's voice. Every voice we hear has a distinct sound. We walk by faith. But what comes before faith is a voice. Remember, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So by faith, we respond to what we hear. There are at least Four voices we can hear. Our voice, the voice of others, 
the voice of Satan and the voice of God. But the question is, when it comes to a decision to that voice, which voice do we listen to? Which voice do we obey? Which voice will we ignore? We know we cannot obey two voices. It ain't going to work. If a voice is telling you to sit down and a voice is telling you to get up, you got to obey one of them. I mean, something's going to happen. When you hear, what you hear from God is good, always good. But what you, what about the other voice that you hear? Is it good? Is it agreeing with God or against? That voice is neither good or right. That other voice you hear is saying the opposite. You remember Paul saying, for that which I do, I allow not. What I would, I do not. But what I hate, I do. There's two voices there. And, and, and I'm in conflict on which voice I need to be listening to. Has anybody ever, has that ever happened to anybody? Ever had two voices? You know, they're talking about one on the left, one on the right. Which one you listen to? I'm left-handed, so I listen to one on the left. Either that voice comes from you or somebody else. So many voices, so many choices. We know Satan's voice is always bad. And yet we are guilty of listening sometimes to his voice. Am I, am I speaking the truth? All right. But God's voice does not need another voice with it. No man can serve two masters. If you hear God's voice, you don't need no, you don't even need your voice. Wisdom would say, before you follow any voice, listen for God's voice. Listen for his voice. Satan's voice must be cast down. In fact, the Bible tells us to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. When we imagine something, it comes by the way of thoughts. And thoughts come with a voice. Satan's voice and anything he says is a lie. And there is no truth in it. With the voice of God, there is only life and truth. Jesus said, I come that you may have life and that more abundantly. So let's look at what God spoke to Moses. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 3. When, when Moses went on the mountain, even though he saw a bush that burned and was not consumed, he also heard a voice from that bush. 
Two things is happening here. The bush is not burning, and a voice comes from the bush. Now, as I read this, what I want you to do, put yourself in the shoes Moses had to take off. Did you hear me? Put yourself in the shoes that Moses had to take off. Ask yourself, what would I do? Look at verse 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. God got his attention by the burning bush. Has God gotten your attention yet? And the church got quiet. What will God have to do to get your attention today? Verse 3 says, And Moses said, I will now turn aside and set this great sight why the bush is not burnt. Has God done anything in your presence that you would cause to turn to him? And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. God sees you when you turn to him and when you turn from him. God can speak when you turn to his light. But he is not speaking when you turn from him. Out of the bush, a voice calls his name. Now, I ask you, what would you have done if a voice called your name from anyone other than another person? Would you look around? Would you answer? Or would you run? Ain't nobody around, and I'm hearing voices. Quiet just kept y'all. A lot of times, ain't nobody around, and you'll be hearing voices. Uh, let's look at how Israel responded to hearing God's voice. Go to Exodus chapter 19. This happened just before God gave the Ten Commandments. But before we get to verse 16, here are some things that were said and happened briefly in verse 3 through 6. Moses went to God, and you'll see, and the Lord called him out of the mountain, saying to him in verse 4, You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. And in verse 5, God says, If you will obey my voice and indeed and keep my commandment, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. And in verse 6, he said, You shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. Did you know because of Jesus, we are a royal priesthood? Because of Jesus, we are a peculiar people. Because of Jesus, we are a holy nation. 
but we must obey the voice of God. The people told Moses, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. When God has spoken to you, are you willing to do it? What is your commitment to God today? Can God rely on you to do all that he has spoken? Now, I'm not talking about what I have spoken. What God speaks to you, can he rely on you to do it? Just as, as Jesus, just as God gave commandments to them by Moses, he has given us commandments through Jesus. We are to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind, and all thy strength, and love thy neighbor as thyself. What, no, no, you know I, I love you with all my heart and all my mind. Even though I don't do all that you tell me to do, but I, I do love you, Lord, and love your neck. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Uh, he, he, he did me wrong yesterday, you know. Now let's look at verse 16. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mountain. And the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that were in the camp trembled. Today, when a storm is brewing, and you hear thunder, you see lightning, do you become fearful? If, if, if so, one of those reasons because of what you were taught. I remember just on Jefferson, a storm would brew. Me and Sister Rosam would sit out on the porch and just look at the wonderful works of God and, and what was going on. Some, some said, y'all stupid. It was just beautiful. And the neighbor across the street, I, I know they must have been thinking that. But then one day, a storm was brewing. Rosin had already gone to Bible study, and I was still at work. And the neighbors didn't see us sitting on the porch. And they figured, this must be a bad storm. Because they ain't even sitting out there looking at it. But if you are fearful, it, it's usually because of what you've been taught. There are those who were raised to believe, and especially those that came from down south, when there's a storm and it thunders and lightning, you stay in one room. You don't move. You don't watch TV. You don't listen to the radio. Just be still because God is moving. I recall there was a man who left his wife at the store because of a storm, and he didn't go pick up until the storm had one by. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the nether part of the mount. And the Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace. 
and the whole mount quaked greatly. What are we doing when we assemble ourselves together? That's the question. We should be coming together to meet with God. Israel was there to meet with God, to hear what he had to say. God wants to talk with us as well as hear from us. Some people only think about God on Sunday. But we think about him and worship him every day. We should always be in his presence and worship him. And on Sunday, we can be in his presence collectively and worship him together. When you are in the presence of God, when you remove the interference of flesh, when you have given God your undivided attention, something's going to happen. Have you ever been talking to someone while you are, uh, while you're talking and they're looking around doing something else? Kind of like what's going on right now. There's another voice in the room. But when you give God your full attention, something is going to happen. Enoch talked with God and God took him. Elijah had such a walk with God that God took him in a whirlwind. Jesus had such a relationship with God. God spoke from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. When is the last time God spoke to you? Without question, whether by a direct word, a spoken prophecy, or maybe God sent somebody to you personally, what greater joy is there than for God to speak to you? I don't know about you, but I, I miss the, the times where service was in such a, a worship that God said, just wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. Just, just, just hold the song. I need to tell you something. I, I, don't, I don't know, about, but it, it's a blessing to me. When he takes the time to personally talk to someone who needed it. You may have been down and out because of something, and God spoke to you, and when he does, nothing else matters. God wants to talk to his children. Verse 19 says, And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice. God is speaking to us today by a voice. But we must continue to worship God in spirit and in truth. We must continue to be in his presence. And one thing we should not do is put a time on God. A time of worshiping him. A time of how long to pray. A time of how long to preach. A time to quit preaching. Look at, look at verse Acts 
20 and 9. I mean, just, I just, I just want you to, to look at what, what took place here. And there sat a window in a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third law and was taken up dead. Now, you think, you think those that come around here preach long. It says he was with long preaching. Saints, in church, everyone is in a hurry for the benediction. But no one is in a hurry to leave after the benediction. I wonder if I can get a witness. God wants to talk to his people, and he wants his people to talk to him and not be in a hurry. What would happen if God treated us the way we treat him when it comes to time? Now let's go back to 1 Samuel 3. Here's a young man. He's about to lay down for the night. And he hears a voice calling his name. Again, I will ask you, what would you do? You are in the room by yourself. Possibly in the house by yourself. And you clearly hear someone call your name. Let me, let me share an experience I had before I got married. There's one thing I always said as, as, as a kid. I don't, I don't want to be in a room by myself. I always want somebody with me. But at this particular time, I had a room all to myself. I woke up in the middle of the night. I woke up suddenly and there was a hand on my chest. I took the hand and threw it away from me. Immediately, the hand came back on my chest. I didn't know about the scripture, God has not given us a spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. It wasn't nothing sound about my thoughts at that particular time. But I spoke to the hand. Remove your hand from my chest. And I took the hand and threw it off my chest again. I didn't think about cutting on the light with my other hand. But immediately that hand fell back on my chest just as hard before. Then I began to think. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you respond before you really think about something. And, and waking out of a sound sleep, I ain't ready to think. But I began to think, and I asked myself, self, where is my other hand? Only to recognize 
The other hand had fallen asleep. It was numb. And it was landing on my chest. The hand I was talking to was my very own. And that was probably why I didn't cut on the light. Because the hand was numb, I didn't know it was there. But physically, my question, when you are in the bed and you are hearing something, do you answer, who's that? I got a gun. Do you get up and cut on the light? Or do you just lay there and, present and pretend you didn't hear it, hoping it will go away? You might laugh, but I believe everybody has experienced strange noises. Especially when you're by yourself. You can't tell whether it's coming from inside or outside. The reason we fear is because of what we have seen on television and at movies. We fear because of what has been told or because of the pranks people have pulled on us in such situations. Did you know that most babies have no fear of anything until it is planted? They will grab any, they'll grab a snake. They will put any and everything in their mouth until you tell them not so. Now, again, Samuel, verse 4. It says that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, here am I. Samuel thought it was Eli, but it was the Lord. Verse 5 says, and he ran unto Eli and said, here am I, for thou called me. And he said, I call not. Lie down again, and he went and laid down. It was, if it was you, and you know you heard a voice, what would you do? Would you debate the issue or just go back to bed? Now, I know, I know, Mama called me. You, you, you called me, Dad. What, what? I didn't. Well, yes, you did. I heard you. Or would you just go back to bed? And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I call not my son, lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. Two things going on here. Samuel knew he heard a voice, but didn't recognize God's voice. Eli didn't hear the voice and didn't know God was talking to him out of a voice. Sometimes we hear from God, but we do not yet know it is God. God is trying to talk to us all the time. If it is not what we want to hear, we question what it is we heard. Is that you, Lord, or is that just me? Verse 8 says, And the Lord called Samuel again, and the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou called me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Can you, can you see the patience of God waiting on Samuel? 
to answer him. Do you see the patience of God waiting on your response to his call? God is talking to you all the time and you don't realize it. In verse 9 it says, Therefore Eli, Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called as of other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. Yes, sometimes we hear and we are not sure. Sometimes we second guess it. But God is patient and he waits for us. He is waiting. You are still here to bear witness that God is still waiting. Let's look at when, let's look at when Satan tries to tempt Jesus. Look at Matthew chapter 4. And, and what makes you think if he tempt Jesus, he will not tempt you? Matthew 4, starting at verse 5. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple. Remember, we are not Jesus. We need to listen to God's voice. If you don't listen to Satan, you won't be taken. Just like those phone scams. Anybody had one? If you don't pick it up, you don't engage. If you don't listen, they can't take you. And verse 6 says, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. When you hear the voice on the phone, and they say, Hello, do you have back pain? Or, or just... Or are you just one a, a marvelous gift? All you need to do is, is send your bank account number and we will deposit it into your bank account. Anybody got anything like that? You don't even entertain that voice. You just hang up. Say, say I'm, I'm going to tell you about me. If you call my number, and I pick it up. If you hesitate, if you even think about sneezing, I'm going to introduce you to Mr. Cliff. Because I don't want to talk to no computer, nobody I don't know. In fact, when you, when you call, if I don't hear you say, Pastor, or this is so-and-so, I ain't entertaining it. So if you don't entertain any of those type of phone calls, regardless of what they say, why do you entertain Satan's lies? 
Satan knew who Jesus was and he challenged his sonship. Satan is going to challenge you and your relationship. Verse 7, it says, Jesus said unto him, it is written, again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. We must submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Resist him. Do not entertain what he has to say. Verse 8 says, and again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain. And showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Satan offered Jesus kingdoms he didn't have. Scammers offer you things they don't have. Know the voice of God. God's voice is distinct. There is no trickery or scam in God's voice. That is what Satan tried to pull across on Jesus. And he will try to pull a cross on you. Verse 9 says, And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Satan has nothing to offer you. Nothing. I want to challenge you and leave you with this assignment. You can put it on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. And all them other things. I want you to take a timer and set it for a minute every day. Take a timer. Set it up. Get in a quiet place and pray until that timer goes on. Try to block every voice. If you run out of things to say to God, just be still and listen for his voice. Because he will talk to you. You will find, you will be, begin to be able to discern who you're hearing. Do this at least once every day. This is a challenge. But don't do it just before you go to bed. Don't do it right after you get up. You should be doing that anyway, right? But do it sometime in the middle of the day. Do it. Give God a full minute at least every day. And I want you to watch the change that come upon you. In, in fact, once you get once you get so good, because you, you know how we are, we, we almost we almost can count a minute off. But see, you got to eliminate that voice. Don't be this Lord, Lord, I thank you, 59, 58, 57, 56. It's so good, 40, 40. Totally block out every thought and voice and give that full minute to the Lord. Don't be, don't be praying to him and, and waiting. How come the timer ain't gone off yet? Did I set it right? But give him that time. This minute is a sacrifice unto him and for you. 
that you may begin to hear his voice clearly and may begin to hear from him clearly. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.